Welcome to the Benedict House Prep School podcast, your chance to hear from staff, from the school community, and possibly the most important, the pupils. This is episode one of the school's new podcast channel, and I'm super excited to bring you not one, not two, but three guests on this episode so we can really find out about life at the school. Craig Wardle is the headmaster and he's joined by two other heads as well. Jessica is head girl and Darren is head boy. Together they make up part of the school's mini SLT, that's senior leadership team. So we're about to hear how you apply to be part of mini SLT. We hear what the important things are for the children at Benedict House Prep School and we hear about the favourite subjects our head boy and head girl enjoy at school. But I also asked Craig, the headmaster, how he got into education, what he enjoys doing when he's not in school, and also why he believes a mini SLT is so important. But stick around until right at the end of this recording to find out who the fourth mysterious guest is who was trying to get in on the recording. See if you can hear who that might be. That's all coming up in this episode, so come with me now as we speak to Darren, to Jessica, and of course to headmaster Craig Wardle. So here we are for episode one of the school's new podcast channel, and we've got two very special people here with us today. We've got the head boy and the head girl, so that's Darren and Jessica, and we've also got Mr. Wardle with us too. But first of all, we've got Darren here. Hello, Darren. How are you? Hello, I'm fine. Thank you. Good, good, good. Now tell us which year you're in there at school. Uh, I'm in year six. In year six, of course, because you're a head boy. And on your left-hand side, we've got Jessica as well. Hello, Jessica. How are you? Hello, I'm good. Thank you. Excellent. That's really good. Jessica, you're in year six as well, I imagine. Yes. And are you Jessica or Jessie or Jess? What do your friends call you? My friends call me Jessica, but some call me Jessie. Jessie. Okay. The only reason I say that is because I heard before we clicked on the record button, I heard Mr. Wardle refer to you as Jessie. Okay. So Jessica, tell me a little bit about being head girl. First of all, how did you get to be head girl at school? Everyone who wanted to be head girl in our class in year five, we had to create a speech and the one that was best well, bef- best well performed and very nicely said got to be head girl. Very good. And did you feel a bit nervous at the time when you were doing that? Yes, I felt very nervous. <laughs> and how did you feel after you'd finished it? After I finished it, I felt quite relieved that it was done. Yeah, no, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. Darren, tell me a little bit about how you felt when you were doing that. Um, at first, I felt very nervous, uh, but then at the end, I felt more proud of myself. Excellent. Well, well done. Well, well done, both of you, for, for, for doing this. And, and it's a great thing to do and a great thing to take into your, into your next school, wherever you end up going. Now, we're recording this episode in the headmaster's office, but I imagine that being head boy, head girl, the pair of you are in there on a regular basis, but always for good reasons. Is that right? Uh, Yes, that is right. So tell me what happens when you do come into Mr. Wardle's office. Um, What sort of things do you talk about as as mini SLT? We would usually talk about how to improve the school um, or what's gone well, and that's all really. And do you find that you need to give a, a voice to the other pupils in the school so that Mr. Wardle and other people, other members of staff, can understand what the important things are for other pupils in school? Yes. And what kinds of things are those things that you tend to bring up and talk about? It might be like playground equipment, uh, tennis balls, more about food as well, if they're enjoying it, 
most of the time they enjoy it. And that's r- most of it, really. Well, food is a very important part of school, so I'm, I'm very glad to hear that you do talk about that. Uh, Mr Wardle, I'd love to talk to you for a second and understand a little bit more about Mini SLT. First of all, I love this name, Mini SLT. I've not come across that in a school before. But it's great hearing Darren and Jessica talking about themselves being head boy, head girl, and talking about some of these issues that the pupils bring up. Tell me, is this something which is... Uh, and, I, and I hope you don't mind me asking this when they're with you in your office, but is this something which is of genuine benefit to everybody in school? Or is it like a like a token effort, like a notional thing in order to, to, to help the pupils? No, I think it's immensely important that the pupils' voice is heard. The children come up with suggestions that I wouldn't ever think about because they're coming from a child's point of view. So, for example, they made suggestions about improvements we could make to the lunchtime menu. And they suggested that we have soup and nice crusty rolls, which come out every day. And we have a lovely, delicious homemade soup every day. It's a winner. They suggested, could we have a buffet at the end of term so that they could do that with all their friends? And that's going to happen again at the end of this term outside. It's interesting What they come up with, obviously, some of the things that they suggest, we have to rein in a little bit. Um, For example, maybe an indoor heated swimming pool is not going to happen instantly, much as we would like one. But they are very good at canvassing opinions from the other children throughout the school. And children who may not be confident enough to come forward and make a suggestion can make it to the mini SLT and the mini SLT come to me. It's all to do with being part of the community and sometimes representing an opinion that might not be your own, but is for the benefit of the school. What a great answer and a a reassuring one as well. I mean, I wasn't expecting you to be honest to say, I know it's just a notional thing, but but it's good to get the background to it and how it is genuinely beneficial to to everybody there in school. Uh, Real shame that there's no immediate plans for an indoor heated swimming pool though. Craig, tell me a little bit about how you got into education in the first place. Why why did you start working in education? That's an interesting question. Um, Completely by mistake but not a mistake I ever, ever regret. I happened to bump into my old head teacher whilst I was shopping in Nottingham, and I was doing my degree at the time. And as a poor student, I didn't get a grant. And he said, did I want to earn some money? So I said, yes, please. And I went back to my old school, which was slightly scary, going into the staff room with the people that had been held up in the utmost regard as paragons of everything, that they were really normal people, and made me feel incredibly welcome. And after a few weeks of hearing readers, tidying up the library, um, my head teacher said, would I teach a history lesson? Which I did point out that I wasn't qualified, but I was doing a history degree. And he wrote to the parents saying that a former pupil studying at Nottingham University was going to be teaching. And it really went from there. And 36 years later, here I am. 36 years. Gosh. Wow. That, that's incredible to hear. And what would you say are some of the best things about being, uh, being, being ahead at Benedict House Prep School? I think the best thing is seeing the passion and the enthusiasm the children have for being at school. They come in smiling. They go out smiling. We've done something right in the day in between. 
They love being here. They've loved seeing the development of the new facilities here, the new reading nook, the steam room, the iPads, new PE equipment. It's just brilliant. And that sort of drives you on on the days when you are a little bit tired, maybe, or you've got back to back meetings. Seeing the children careering around, having fun, it makes it all worthwhile. Now, I've had the uh, enjoyment of being at the school when children are being dropped off. And, and I've seen you outside the, the front of the school welcoming children in. Do you feel that it's very important for a head or any member of staff to be there to connect with children when they arrive, but to connect with parents as well, to be there in case they have any questions? Always. I think that the heads smile at the beginning of the day and a handshake and a greeting sets the children up in the right way to come into school and it's also the opportunity for parents to see you on the front door pass over a little bit of information just smile say hello it's that family atmosphere that we pride ourselves upon and that is what benedict is all about being a family fantastic well it'd be good to hear from jessica and from darren again to find out a little bit more about how they feel when they come into school. Jessica, first of all, how long have you been at school for? Do you remember what year you were in when you joined? I joined at the beginning of year five. Okay, right. And how did you feel when you first joined? Because that, that, that wasn't all that long ago, was it? Were you, were you a little bit nervous when you first joined? Yeah, I was quite nervous, but everyone was really nice and welcoming. Tell me what it was like on that first day. Do you remember coming in on that first morning? Yeah. Um, Tell me more about how you felt on that day. I remember Sophia coming up to me and talking to me about like what class I'll be in, whether um, I would, what year I'd be in, and she was very nice. And I remember um, all of the teachers being really kind to me and really pleasant to be with. That's really good. And so now here you are in year six. So you've been at the school then for, am I right in saying, is that a year and a half now then? Yes. Okay. And what are your favourite subjects? You know, when your teacher says, right, okay, today we're going to do this. Which subjects make you go, oh, I love this? I like doing art and PE. And why do you like doing art? Tell me more about that. I like doing art because... There isn't really a right way of doing it. I like that. So you can be more creative and then come up with something and, you know, it's it's right for you because you're the one who's come up with it. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Now, Mr. Wardle there was just talking about uh, mini SLT and about why it's so important. Tell me more about the kind of things that you get up to as as being a head girl and, and why you enjoy doing that as well. We sometimes give tours to people that want to join the school and we also do some jobs around and to help Mr Wardle. Okay, so when you're giving a tour, when you're showing people around the school, what, what are some of the questions that people tend to ask you? Some people ask because we're in year six what school we're going to or whether we're excited for secondary school. And are you excited for what, whatever's going to come next? Yes, excited but nervous. Yeah, yeah. But then that is, you know, what life is like. You know, we go through changes. We move from one place to another. It doesn't matter whether you're in year six or whether you're in year 36 in life. You know, we'll always go through changes. And it's going through those changes, I guess, that changes us into being the people who we are. Darren, I'd love to find out a little bit from you. Tell me about what some of your favourite subjects are. Um, one of my favourite subjects is humanity. And I really enjoy PE as well. 
And it's interesting, Jessica mentioned PE too. Tell me why you enjoy PE. Because uh, Mr. Smith, our PE teacher, uh, definitely contrasts for uh, what uh, the girls do and what uh, the boys do. So the girls, most of the time, they like doing gymnastics or dance. So Mr. Smith really tries to put uh, that into the curriculum uh, instead of just football, rugby, cricket and hockey. He puts in more subjects for the girls. Now, Darren, Jessica was talking about what it was like to apply to be head girl. Tell me a little bit about the speech that you had to give to be head boy. Uh, It was similar uh, to head girl, but there would uh, be the same. uh, I think a few boys uh, didn't do it, but most of our boys did try to do uh, qualify for head uh, boy. And what happens is is you would do your speech, uh, then the class would vote for what? Uh, they thought who was good and then you go into what we call the semi-finals then the teacher would vote uh teachers would vote for who who they thought would be uh, nice to be head boy or deputy and then assembly i think two weeks after you would uh then mr wardle would announce the head boy and uh deputy and then the head boy and head girl who were last year's would give you the badge. Fantastic. That must be a good situation or a good ceremony when they hand the badge across to you. Is that right? Yeah, it is. Very good. Very, very good. Mr. Wardle, tell me a little bit more about this, this sort of handing over of the badge from from one head boy to another head boy, from one head girl to another head girl. Do you feel that's an important initiation uh, ceremony? I think that it's ideal that the children have the opportunity whilst they're in year five to see what the head boy and head girl have done in the previous year. And we've developed the role further so that we, because it was quite an unusual time when we had two periods of lockdown, we didn't have any visitors, that the children have taken a bigger part in greeting people. We're very proud of our school. The more people that come and see it, the better. So we've invited other head teachers, people from the Independent Schools Association, friends of mine who are heads of various other schools have been round, and the children are our best advert. They know the school better than we do, and they take the visitors round, and it's good for their confidence. And I know that if the visitors ask the children, they'll give a direct and honest answer. I guess in some ways that that can be a little, well, I mean, largely outside of your control, but that's one of the beautiful things about it, really. You know, if somebody asks a question to the children, then it may well be that they don't receive a a corporate answer, but whatever answer they receive is going to be a truthful, genuine and authentic response. Yes, it comes from the heart. They mean it, they feel it, and as they say, out of the mouth of babes. Absolutely right. Tell me how you think being head boy and head girl, being mini SLT, helps children when they leave the school, when they go on to their next school? It gives them that confidence to be able to express themselves, to respect the views of others, to be part of a community. And as I mentioned earlier, the fact that sometimes they have to represent people's opinions or suggestions. They don't actually believe in themselves, but they are represented, the same as the way as an MP has to sometimes represent opinions for their constituents that aren't their views. And the children are very, very good at being patient with the little ones and listening to what they want to say, helping them formulate them into words, sometimes explaining that that might not happen, but a compromise might happen in another direction. 
So when they're going on to be part of a bigger community, they're going on to what we call big school, they know that they can again express themselves, feel confident in themselves without pushing themselves forward. I see. And when you talk about big school, I mean, what, what, what are some of the schools that children go to when they leave Benedict House Prep? We have a mixture. Some of the children will go on to the local state grammar schools. Some of them will go on to the independent secondary schools. They will have sat their entrance tests. Some of them will sit for both of them and have a clear idea of where they're going to go following their um, siblings, like Chis and Sid school. And others will keep their options more open to see what comes in offer-wise across the grammar schools and the independent secondary schools. But you know, they I will see. be moving on to schools of approximately 1,600 children from a school of 190. So we want to build up their confidence, give them the opportunity to go in with their feet running in year seven, seize every opportunity, go out and make as many friends as they can, and then come back and see us and tell us how small the school is. <laughs> Fantastic. Sounds awesome. That really does. Craig, tell me a little bit about what you get up to when you're not at school. In fact, I'm asking you that. I know that you get into school really quite early in the mornings, but nevertheless, when you're not in school, what do you tend to do? I'm a very, very avid gardener. I adore gardening. It's a great passion. I find that it's that time that you can relax, drop the cares and the worries and it's extremely therapeutic. I also like history, so if I can get to any exhibits or museums or country houses, that's brilliant. And socialising with friends. Tell me about history. Tell me which era in history you particularly enjoy looking at. Well, according to the children, I've probably lived through most of them. You know, the, the children believe that, you know, I knew Queen Victoria personally and that I lived through the Second World War. But my passion's really for the Tudors and the Stuarts. I think that when I started learning it at school, an inspirational teacher brings it alive for you. And I was thoroughly entranced by learning about Queen Elizabeth and about the Armada and things like that. And I think it's something that the children still thoroughly enjoy doing. You know, Six Wives of Henry VIII, all the portraits that you see, the Holbein, visiting places like Hampton Court. It's interesting, isn't it, with Henry VIII, because he tends to get a lot of, if I say media coverage in schools, at least, he's, he's often included, isn't he, in, in, in every prep school history lesson at some stage in their journey through school. And of course, he's one of the monarchs in the past who clearly he had six wives, we all know that. But it's almost like we all know his wives, or at least we know who his wives were. Whereas any other king in history, at least, we, we, we don't really know who their wives are, generally speaking, do we? No, I suppose that because he acquired quite so many of them and dealt with them in such an unusual way, that it sticks in the children's mind. Of course, they learn the rhyme that helps them remember them in order. And it's that tapestry of change and contrast and then you go to you know through all the other monarchs of the Tudor period some they're only there for a short time and chuck Lady Jane Grey in there for nine days. Yeah interesting time in history and I, I can understand why you're interested in that. Craig I'm keeping an eye on time here so we should probably bring this episode to a close but I did want to give a big thank you to Jessica and to Darren. Jessica tell me what it feels like for you now that we're right at the end of this podcast recording do you feel relieved that this is now coming to an end? I'm not really very sure. Did you feel a bit nervous before we started? 
I felt very, very nervous. <laughs> okay. Well, the good thing is that it's very nearly over. And Jessica, you've done a great job talking. I'm sure that everyone listening to this will be very impressed at how you were speaking. And Darren, it's been great hearing from you as well. I'm sure equally, the parents that are listening to this right now, they'll, they'll be very pleased that they heard from both the head girl and the head boy. How did you feel before you came on this recording? Very, very, very nervous. Okay. Well, you did a good job. And actually, I, I think everyone will agree that neither of you two sounded nervous before we actually hit the record button um, uh, or, or indeed during it. You both sounded absolutely perfect. Mr. Wardle, it's great having both of our children on this recording here. Tell me last before we go why you think it's important to have children like Jessica and, and Darren on a podcast recording like this. They give the essence of the school. You know, as I said earlier about the mini SLT, they know their school better than we do. They feel it. They're in it. It's it's their life. And it's a great inspiration to see their love for school. And so if they're going to be able to express, as the eldest children in the school, that what's going on within the school, then it's wonderful to be able to have that representation. Well, it's been great having them both here. It's been great having you here as well. So thank you, all three of you, for your time. And as we come to the end of episode number one, uh, for the school's podcast. I'm very excited about the future of this for the next episodes coming out. Um, but in the meantime, thank you all three of you for being here. It's been great talking to you all. Thank you. We do have a slight confession. The reason they've started to giggle a bit is because the dog is on the sofa snoring away like a trooper. <laughs> I said they've been, he's about three feet away from Darren and <laughs> he was conscious of the fact you might be able to hear the dog in the background. Fantastic. What's the dog's name, Craig? Henry. Okay, so a special shout out to Henry in that case as well. It's been great hearing from all four of you in that case. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So that was Jessica, Darren, Craig Wardle and a special guest appearance, well, almost, from Henry the Dog. A big thank you to you all for joining this episode, episode number one of the new podcast series. It's a little bit scary for the children, but all for the right reasons. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.